Window World, the official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs, presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, online at windowskansascity.com. Well, happy holiday, everyone. It's Martin Luther King Day, a beautiful, gorgeous, nearly 60-degree day in January. We'll take all these we can get, many of you, off today uh, for Martin Luther King in observance of Dr. King's contributions to the civil rights movement and American greatness. It is a good day to remember that if Martin Luther King were alive today, he would be a Republican. I think that's without question as he was a, a devout Christian, and civil rights movement can be traced back to one really important meeting that started with Martin Luther King and Richard Nixon, long before Nixon was president, on Capitol Hill in 1957. And Dr. King went and met with Nixon, and they had a series of meetings on how they were going to overcome Democrat opposition to a civil rights agenda. And Richard Nixon, through the Republican Party and as part of the platform and the GOP uh, conferences that they had, would institute uh, civil rights into the platform of GOP politics and eventually led to the civil rights movement and the passing of law by a Republican Congress. And Martin Luther King is remembered for all of those great things and how the left has commandeered this and people are actually out there on this day saying that Republicans shouldn't be quoting Dr. King and people that are conservative shouldn't be talking about Dr. King because people on the right are racist, simply have rewritten history. Like they like to do on the left, they like to tear down everything America has been. Uh, apparently, they forgot that Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. And the Republican Party has a history in the United States for centuries now of a civil rights agenda that is very progressive in today's terms and led to what I believe is the least racist country on earth. I just believe that. I believe it. I, I see it. You see it. We live it. We know what it's all about. We're accepting of all people, and we celebrate Dr. King on this day. Did you know that you cannot play, use, write about his I Have a Dream speech without violating copyright laws? There is a copy on YouTube, and it is illegal, but Dr. King's estate has copyrighted every speech he ever gave, all the words that he wrote, every recording, every video, and the King Center is the, the family's company. They've copyrighted all of this. It will become part of the public domain in 2038. That's a long ways away. That's 15 years away. Dr. King is copyrighted, and the I Have a Dream speech is copyrighted. You can buy a copy of it online for $20, but you can't really use it without breaking the law. And the interesting part is, it sounds like, oh, okay, well, Dr. King lived, he did great things, he was killed, and then his family copyrighted all of his stuff. That's not the case. Dr. King copyrighted it all himself, beginning in 1963. All of his papers, all of his speeches, all of his videos and recordings, Dr. King copyrighted himself before he died as he was going. So I would just give a nod to a fine businessman as well. Um, it is Martin Luther King Day. And for most of us, that means it's a regular day, but it's a bank holiday or federal holiday. So uh, we nod to Dr. King and we applaud the great conservatives and Republicans 
throughout the history of this country that led us to becoming the least racist country on earth. We applaud that at KKHI. So I've been thinking about this Biden stuff over the weekend, and you know my stance on this. I'm not really concerned about the documents, the things that he has, because I don't believe there's any national security risk. I I don't know that, but I believe that there's nothing there that's like nuclear codes or, you know, some huge American secrets been sitting around for six years in Biden's office and his house. They found more documents this weekend. What's bothering me about this story is they're just allowing Biden's lawyers to go through everything and say, oh, we found some more stuff. Trust us. Here it is. They found more and reported more on Saturday from his home in Wilmington. If ever there were a reason for the FBI to raid offices or a home, this is it. It's a sitting president who took classified documents illegally as outgoing vice president into his office and his home. This is clearly illegal. There's there's no question here. The, The Trump thing is completely different because He claims he declassified all of his documents before he took them to Mar-a-Lago, which the president can do, but a vice president cannot do. And we're just, what? Allowing Biden's lawyers to decide which ones they're turning over? And here we found these, and oh, we went through and we found these. You think they're turning over everything? We're just allowing this? If ever there were going to be a raid with sirens blasting and gunman running in, this would be it. Clearly, the the house in Delaware, in Wilmington, is ground zero for everything that he took when he was vice president. There's more stuff there. I mean, it, it, it was so cavalier. It was laying around in the garage in a box of stuff, just laying around the garage. Classified documents. Now, I think we all pretty much know what these classified documents are. These are things tied to his wealth accumulation. Joe Biden's game plan after leaving the White House as vice president was to get as wealthy as he could possibly get. So why wouldn't we believe that these documents are sensitive to how he was getting wealthy with China, with Ukraine? It's always Ukraine. Oh my gosh, follow the money. That's what this stuff is. Clearly he had documents and thought, we don't want to leave these behind. This doesn't look good for me and the hundreds of millions of dollars that we're making here after the vice presidency. I think he thought in his mind, maybe I'll become president someday, maybe not, or I'll run. But that wasn't job one. Job one for Joe Biden, like so many politicians, is once the public service is over, I'm getting rich. I want to make as much money as I could possibly make. Don't you think that's what all these documents are related to? Don't you think that he thought, okay, this is this doesn't look good. This doesn't look good. I better take this out. I better get these. And there they are. Are we thinking maybe he took them while he was vice president and they've been sitting in his house? Doesn't seem like it because the office where they found documents didn't open until a year after he was vice president. Where were those documents for a year? I mean, this is, this is really truly, you know, You talk about smoking gun. There is no question this is illegal. None. And again, I don't think it's the end of the world. And I don't think these things are risking United States security. I don't. I think they're personally important to Biden and the money that he makes and how he's getting rich. But 
Now we've learned there's no visitor logs at his house as president of the United States. He's, he spends more time in his Delaware home than he does the White House. That's well documented how much time he spends there. And they've decided there's no visitor logs there. We don't know who's been coming and going. We don't know who was in the house where these documents were. We don't know any of that stuff. And somehow, he seems to be getting away with it. I mean, absolutely remarkable, the double standard in politics in this country and what has happened over time and the way they control messaging. They literally are convincing people that what Biden did is okay and what Trump did, well, he should get the death penalty for. It's treason. Trump needs to be locked up and jailed. When clearly Trump had the authority to declassify his documents and make it all legal, and Biden did not. And they're still winning the messaging war. How this goes on in this country and how people don't see this stuff is beyond me. It's seriously beyond my comprehension. I cannot wrap my mind around the fact that the messaging is so twisted for the left and so convincing to so many people. I just can't. And this might be the mother of all stories. I mean, we've, we've said here, it's an incredible time in American history. The last, since the 2016 election. So the last seven years, let's say. We've had an impeachment. We had a fake Ukraine controversy. Why do they make up Ukraine and Russia? Why? Why Why did they make that stuff up about Trump and do that? Because they were the ones doing it. They, it's so easy to tell what the Democrats are up to. Whenever they accuse the right of something, they're doing it. The left is doing it. And it was the same thing here. Biden sits down on 60 Minutes. What was he thinking? This is outrageous. It's so bad what Trump did. He has these documents. Well, Biden knew he had documents. Don't play stupid with me. He knew that he had stuff. It was just whether or not they were going to find it or turn it over or what they were going to do. He knew that he took things. This, this didn't happen by, this was not some intern or, or Beacon's moving company that just loaded up boxes and took them out. They opened an office, the Penn Biden Center, a year after he was out. And those documents were moved into that building a year afterwards. So that's a double move, probably a triple move. This is just unbelievable. And they're literally, and it's working somehow, some way, convincing the American people that what Biden did is okay. These are just, it's okay. We trust him and his lawyers. They're being on the up and up. They're being open and transparent and honest and turning these things over. Really? Yeah, we believe that. We believe that they're turning over everything, that nothing found its way to the shredder. Okay. No FBI. No raid, no anything. Oh, okay. A member of the Department of Justice is going along with the lawyers and looking through this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's it's absolutely remarkable. And we have no visitor logs of that home. Nothing. Of the Biden home in Delaware. And we're supposed to just believe that he's on the up and up and his lawyers are on the up and up. Good luck with that. KKHI is brought to you by CrossKitchensKC.com. I got a buddy meeting with Tim on this Monday about remodeling his man cave. Pretty cool. 
They can do it all. Kitchens, bathrooms, man caves. Right now, countertops are free through January 31st. Absolutely free. It's not a gimmick, not a come on, nothing. He's doing it. He's got to get his crews to work in the winter. He needs them busy because he's paying them either way. And right now, you save big at CrossKitchensKC.com. BStock.net is offering free delivery anywhere in the 435 loop in Kansas City on a purchase of $1,000 or more. Whether it's TVs, computers, combined purchases, accessories, Apple, doesn't matter. Spend 1000 bucks free delivery in the Kansas City area from BStock.net, 14680 South Flaming Road. And Amazing Garage Floors online at AmazingGarageFloors.net. John and Heather Hutchins are, well, they're awesome patriots. They're great, great, fun friends. And you can have the garage that you'll be proud of. You won't believe how much time you spend in your garage and how neat and clean you keep. Unlike Biden's garage, your garage can make a statement about you and the way you live. Organized, clean, beautiful, not some slap shot, off-putting garage like Joe Biden's with boxes and classified documents stacked to the rafters. No. Amazing Garage Floors can do it all for you online at AmazingGarageFloors.net. Hey, how did Europe become more conservative than the United States? It's a legitimate question. And I've been wondering this for really months, if not years, and never really spent any time researching it or looking into it. But I, I always thought of America's pretty conservative. We're a center-right country, and Europe is more liberal, more progressive, more socialist, all these other things that we don't particularly like or have a history of in the United States. And now it seems, whether it was COVID that did it or post-COVID, I don't really know. Now it seems these countries in Europe, in so many ways, are more conservative than we are. And we turn to the Tory party in charge in the United Kingdom. That's the conservative party where they are now cracking down on men and women's sports. They are passing laws against it. They are passing laws against conversion therapy, which is, this is all about transgender and, and things that are going on in UK. They're going on here. Same things are going on there. They're doing something about it. And as they pass laws against conversion therapy, I ask questions. How did they become more conservative than us? I don't have the answer, but it's pretty obvious there's a lot of places around the world where this is taking place. Some places are so conservative, they're bad. They're oppressive to people. We know some of those regimes. We talked about that a lot during the World Cup in Qatar and, and some of the Middle Eastern countries would be considered overly conservative or maybe, maybe even Putin is considered overly conservative and oppressive. So there's a right way and a wrong way, and today's the day to talk about it. It's Martin Luther King Day, and I think the Republicans and the conservatives in this country have a long history of being open-minded and accepting of all people and all things. But there is, there is a certain fairness to any equality that we want to build. And fairness is, we spent 50 years or longer on women's rights. We have Title IX. We have all these different women's rights issues. And apparently we've just thrown them away now. 
in the name of transgenderism. How is that fair to women? And I thought women's rights were important. And they are, because women in some places on this earth are not allowed to drive a car, are not allowed to go outside without covering their face or their head. All these arcane rules for women in certain cultures around the planet. I would ask you, what happened to women's rights? Where is the fairness for women if we're allowing men to play sports? And we're embracing, not just embracing, we're promoting transgenderism, which, fine, if you want to change your sex, said it a million times, you do you, I'll do me. Great. But you have to protect the rest of us and our rights. And that's where the sports thing comes in. And I'm glad the United Kingdom is doing something about this. Good for the Tory party there. There are places in America, some governors and things happening here that are moving the ball a little bit in this direction. We can certainly allow people to change their sex if that's what they want to do. But you should not be able to infringe on other people's rights in doing so. I feel very strongly about that. Way to go, UK and the Tory party. KKHI is brought to you by 360 Document Solutions online at 360documentsolutions.com. Seriously, your business needs to meet this business. You do. You don't even know it, and you do. It's going to save you money. It's going to make you more productive, and you're going to have a better business. If you meet Mark Lindquist from 360documentsolutions.com. Your new dentist is Dr. Bill Bush, north of the river at Armor and Swift. Beautiful offices there. Oh, my gosh. Stunning, uh, the remodel and everything that he's done there. Terrific. He also has an office in Westwood near the plaza. Either location, if you'd like to sign up and make an appointment, get your teeth cleaned. He accepts all insurance. 816-471-2911. Online at nkcdental.com. He is Dr. Bill Bush. And the Finch Knife Company. Oh, I might be given a Finch Knife to somebody for a birthday soon. It's possible. It's possible. These are great gifts. Unbelievable pocket knives. Keep life from getting dull with a pocket knife from Finch Knife Company. You can get them at Shields. Just go up to the sporting goods area there. Check them out in the case or order them online. Finchknifeco.com. All right, our football feast will be on Tuesday. Stan will join us on Tuesday instead of Monday. A couple of reasons, the holiday and... The Cowboys haven't played. Stan is a big Cowboys fan. He's a big Chiefs fan. I want to see the Cowboys-Tampa game before we have Stan on the podcast. So Stan will be with us on Tuesday. But a lot of great football action over the weekend. And we now know the Chiefs are playing the Jaguars at 3.30 on Saturday at Arrowhead Stadium. That's on NBC. The Chiefs were favored. This is surprising to me. The Chiefs were favored by nine against the Jaguars in the regular season. And they're favored by eight and a half now. When the Chiefs played the Jaguars earlier this season, they weren't the Jaguars. This team has found its way. They've gotten better. Doug Peterson's done a nice job with this team. Trevor Lawrence has improved as a player. Zay Jones has really come on as a receiver. They've got some good things happening. Now, they were awful in the first half against the Chargers. Four interceptions by Trevor Lawrence in the first half was just unspeakably bad. But my goodness... The last five drives of the game, Trevor Lawrence was 23 of 29 
253 yards and four touchdowns in the last five drives as they came back and beat the Chargers. We give the tweet of the week to Arthur Bryant's Barbecue, who put the tweet out, the Los Angeles Chargers are the St. Louis Barbecue of football teams. (laughs) That is beautifully stated. The Chargers are the St. Louis Barbecue of football teams. I think that's about right. And it doesn't seem to matter who the Chargers quarterback is, whether it was Phillip Rivers or now Justin Herbert. And so many people believe Herbert is the second most talented quarterback in the league. Honestly, they, they believe that. We see the talent, but we don't see the wins. It just hasn't happened. We see mistakes. We see stretches of poor play that cost them games. And that's what happened here after they had their 27 nothing lead or whatever it was. They, they, nothing. Nothing. They just went stagnant. And Herbert is most definitely to blame for that. You got to keep going. You got to keep scoring. You got to run the clock. You got to move the ball. You got to get first downs and you got to score in the NFL. No lead is safe. We learned that in the playoffs this weekend. I think one of the headlines here, obviously we saw some great action. The Jaguars comeback was phenomenal. The Bengals defensive touchdown, uh, Sam Hubbard's 98 yard touchdown when Tyler Huntley for the Ravens tried to reach over the line of scrimmage at the goal line and had the ball knocked loose. That 98 yard touchdown recovery was the ball game. The Ravens were going in to win. This was, there were so many chances for the Chiefs to get lucky this weekend, but it didn't happen. The Bills were down 24-20 to the Dolphins in their game. The Bengals were beat. They were beat. They were probably going to lose that game. They don't knock that ball loose, and Hubbard goes 98 yards. They're going to lose that game. So for me, the, the real headline of the entire weekend is Josh Allen and Joe Burrow weren't all that. Teams found ways. Now, again, this is harder for the Chiefs because both those teams, the Bengals and the Bills, played opponents in their division. And so in the division is harder. We all know that. It's real. It's the main reason I didn't want to play the Chargers this week. I'd rather play Jacksonville. But it's a real thing. And we watched those quarterbacks turn the ball over. In the case of Buffalo, my gosh, Josh Allen was a turnover machine in that game before rescuing it and winning. And he, he made some great plays and great throws. Don't, I'm not, I'm not you know, discounting the quality plays that he made, but you can't win a Super Bowl making the mistakes that Buffalo makes. I, I, I mean, I think the Bengals beat them. I like the Bengals over the Bills. That's the 2 o'clock Sunday game this week. The Giants will play the Eagles. The Niners will play the winner of tonight's game. Chiefs get Jacksonville, of course. So I was really impressed with the Giants. You can't not be impressed with Daniel Jones and the performance he put on. Now he was going up against, I, and I called this weeks ago. I said, Minnesota's a one-trick pony. They're one and done. They're going to make the playoffs and lose at home in the first round. I've stood by that all year. Their defense is the worst in the NFL. I mean, it's worse than non-playoff team defenses. It's so bad. So you take Daniel Jones' performance with a little grain of salt, but my goodness, he was great. He threw for 300 yards. He ran for, what, 80? He's a horse, man. That guy's a load. And now the Eagles, the one seed in the NFC, will play this weekend 
That's the uh, that's the Saturday night game. I think after the Chiefs game, and they got to play in their division. It stinks, man. You don't want to play your division foe. Eagles are a better team. Watch out for the Giants. That is a beautifully coached football team. Dayball is just doing a remarkable job with the Giants. And Daniel Jones is good, if not great. But when you put it together with no mistakes, got Saquon Barkley running up and down the field. They make plays. Mm, Giants were, they, they didn't really, I can't say they were the surprise team this weekend because I liked them to win. But they did it emphatically. They looked really, really good. So the playoffs taking shape. Nobody looked better than the Niners in the second half of their game against Seattle. I thought Seattle would hang with them the whole way, but wow, were the Niners good in the second half. And as Christian McCaffrey changed that team, that team is not quarterback reliant. This is a little old school. Brock Purdy's doing a really nice job. Don't get me wrong. He's doing a really nice job. Who knows? Maybe he becomes their quarterback or something great happens for him. I don't know. That is one whale of a football team. I mean, they do everything better than everyone else. They just don't have Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or the stud quarterback. But Purdy's good enough. He's, he's been good enough, man. And they are whew, McCaffrey. How did the Chiefs not pull off a trade for Christian McCaffrey? With all these draft picks they got, and the Tyreek Hill move, and everything they're loaded up with, why isn't Christian McCaffrey in a Chiefs uniform? Holy smokes, that guy's a player. Wow, is he great. I mean, he is great. And he, he literally has taken the Niners to a place where it's a very rare thing. They just have to get decent quarterback play, and they'll beat you. Like, just go game manage. Don't turn it over, and we'll win no matter who they play. I don't know what's going to happen this weekend. I would love to see San Francisco at Philadelphia. I think they're clearly the two best teams in the NFC. I'd like to see that game, see how it plays out. And I just, I don't know who's going to beat the Niners. I, I'm, I'm watching the Niners in the second half. I'm like, the Chiefs ain't beating this team. I know they thumped them before. That was McCaffrey's first game. Hadn't learned the playbook. They weren't who they are now. They got healthier. They got their players back. That defense is ridiculous. Man, I don't want to play the Niners in the Super Bowl. I'll take anybody else in the NFC. Over the night. I just don't want to play them. I, I, look, Chiefs get the Super Bowl. We're all happy, right? So this is a first world problem that I'm talking about here. But if the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl, let's just not play the Niners again. I'm not, I'm not, down, I'm not down with that, even though they beat them before. Great weekend of football. And Stan will join us tomorrow to go over all that. We'll preview the matchups. We'll know what happens with Dallas and Tampa. I like the Cowboys in this game. Although it's really hard to like a team that was so bad last week. Sometimes, you know, it's like flipping a coin. With the Cowboys, you would think they're going to bounce back. We know they're better than Tampa. They're the, better, the Cowboys are the better team. We know that. Why wouldn't they go win this game 27-17? They've got a tremendous defense. Brady should have trouble all night. I don't know why the Cowboys shouldn't win and shouldn't win easily, but my goodness, Zach Prescott just gets into a zone where he throws one interception after another. It's just Dak being all Dak. It's what he does. And he did a lot of it last week. And if, if, look, if Dak doesn't turn the ball over, the Cowboys win this game. That, really. And of all the teams out there, 
that just need a quarterback to calm down a little bit, simmer down, and not blow it. The Cowboys are probably that team, and I think they would win this game. We've got some Chiefs coaching news. This is interesting and exciting all at once. Little-known story, underreported. This is, this, is a, this is a little thing that's a big thing. I've been talking on this podcast for a couple of years about Eric Bieniemy. Now, he doesn't really fit in with the Chiefs, but Andy Reid would love him to get hired and go somewhere. They would love this. What he really wanted was Mike Kafka to be his offensive coordinator. Kafka is now the offensive coordinator of the Giants, and they're doing great. Kafka is probably, unless he gets hired somewhere else first, is probably the Chiefs' next head coach after Andy Reid. He's got it all, man. He played quarterback. He's really smart, academic, All-American, went to Northwestern, has coached under Andy, played under Andy. Tremendous future for Kafka. But they couldn't make him OC here because Biennemi had that position, and it you just can't fire him. You can't fire Eric Bieniemy. Did you know that the Tennessee Titans want to interview Eric Bieniemy for offensive coordinator? And the Chiefs presumably are allowing it. This could be great. That's that's awesome. Is it a lateral move? Yes. Why would they ask and why would the Chiefs say yes? just doesn't fit perfectly here. It's just, we know it's been a little off. Now, the enemy interviewed for the Colts job. He's going to get other interviews. It's what we do every year, but man, it would just be great. You know, and maybe for him, maybe, maybe it's just time to move on. You know, maybe it's kind of worn out and you're in Andy and Mahomes' shadow and maybe a move is a good thing for him. I know this. Eric Bieniemy is a, a nice enough man. He's got a, Checkered pass, but that's a pass. We, we love second chances. He's been nothing but great here in Kansas City. Nice to people. Good dude. Probably never dreamed he would make the kind of money he's making as a coach when he started out as like a quality control or special assistant and then a running backs coach and all that. He's just, he's making a pile of money. It's a great gig. Not everyone becomes a head coach. We'll see what happens, but... Maybe he becomes a head coach, maybe he doesn't, but I thought it was really interesting because the the one thing we haven't heard the last few years is Eric Bieniemy interviewing for a coordinator position. But he may. He hasn't, hasn't taken an interview yet with Tennessee, but he may. They've asked permission to talk to him. Also, Matt Nagy, who is not the Chiefs offensive coordinator, but would probably become the Chiefs offensive coordinator if the Titans hired Bieniemy. There, he's interviewing both of them. And I think they're just, it looks like they've locked in on the Kansas City offense. They want the playbook in Tennessee. That's what they want. So it seems like they're going to get one of those guys. And I think if Andy had his way, he'd move Nagy up to OC and Biennemi would go to Tennessee. I think that's what, I think that's what he'd like. But pretty darn interesting stuff there. Hey, thanks to our friends at MyPillow.com for sponsoring KKHI. It's a simple ask here. If you're going to buy something from MyPillow this year, at any point, if you need new pillows, you need some sheets, you want to get the mattress topper and extend the life of your mattress, they're awesome. Slippers, anything at MyPillow or MyStore.com, just use the promo code KKHI. 
please use the promo code KKHI. That's how you can get something cool for yourself and support the podcast. But you have to use the promo code KKHI. MyPillow.com slash KKHI or call 800-923-9034. That's 800-923-9034 or MyPillow.com. And my buddy Gary Joslin over at Joslin's Jewelry. Valentine's is right around the corner. Be a good time to get her something sweet and sparkly. Why wouldn't you? When you go in there, Gary's in a couple days a week. He's usually in on, I think, Wednesdays and Saturdays. But Dave is there every day. He's the general manager. And Cameron is the son-in-law. It's probably Cameron's future it's family business. It's going to get passed down. Joslin's is going to be around forever. This is what we know about Joslin's, why we love it. We love good, old-fashioned, family-operated business like Joslin's Jewelry. So as for Dave or Cameron, uh, part of the family at Joslin's Jewelry, 95th and Antioch, the jeweler you'll recommend to your friends and family. Okay, have a great holiday on this Monday if it's a holiday for you, or if not, enjoy the game on Monday night. Tampa hosting Dallas. Stan Weber will be with us on Tuesday. We'll do the football feast after the final game is played and go through all of the matchups as the Chiefs playoff week is here. Chiefs in Jacksonville, Saturday, 3.30 on NBC at Arrowhead Stadium. I can't wait. And I can't thank you enough for listening to Kevin Keatsman as Issues. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. Ah!